the country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories to great stories that get celebrates 50 years of non-stop touring and recording music this year, 2016. Their historic album, Will the Circle Be Unbroken, in 1972, featured country legends Roy Acuff, Earl Scruggs, and Mother Maybelle Carter. In September of this year, they'll release a deluxe version of Circling Back, celebrating 50 years. It's a CD and a DVD recorded at the Ryman with Vince Gill, Allison Krauss, former Dirt member Jackson Brown, and many others. Wow, they've been partners, brothers, and friends for 50 years, and it's my pleasure to welcome one of the founding members of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, Jimmy Fadden. Welcome, Jimmy. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. It's so great to have you on the show, and of course, we are broadcasting out of Ontario, Canada, and I know that uh, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band has been here many times and uh, you know, performed for Canadians that are such big fans of yours. Oh, you know, Canada has been like our second home. Uh, we have friends that uh, travel to Europe to play, and I say, why go there? Canada's better. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we are diehard uh, Dirt fans up here. Uh, the, the band is made up of Jeff Hanna, Bob Carpenter, John McEwen, and, of course, you, Jimmy. And over the years, there's been other members, of course. Some have come and gone, starting back in 1966. And at one point, Jackson Brown was a member as well. I think he was one of the first members. Yeah, he was one of the early members. And uh, uh, he actually spent some time in the dirt house on Lee Street in Long Beach. And uh, when he left, I got a bedroom because previous to that, I had been sleeping in the <laughs> living room. <laughs> <laughs> So that was a good thing. <laughs> it was for me. But, you know, he went on to become the guy that everybody admires and appreciates for that great songwriting. And in 1966, you guys formed. 1967, the debut album came out. Uh, a few years later, 1970, a big hit that everyone knows, Mr. Bojangles, originally recorded by Jerry Jeff Walker, who wrote it. And you guys had a huge hit with it. What was that like when Mr. Bojangles took off and everybody started hearing more about the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band? Well, it was totally surprising to us considering it was a waltz and it was uh, pushing four minutes. It wasn't exactly a great candidate for uh, uh, current popular <laughs> radio at the time. <laughs> we were a bit surprised. Now, the album in 1972, Will the Circle Be Unbroken? 
bringing together country legends Roy Acuff, Doc Watson, Earl Scruggs, as well as Mother Maybell Carter. Tell me about your memories of that album, 1972. I mean, this was a huge album and, and such a great response to it. These were our idols. Um, they were our list of artists that we admired and had dreamed of maybe one day at least meeting, let alone recording an album with them. So it was an exciting time and, uh, you know, it went by so quickly. I think it only took us a week to do this. And every day was something new and something different and something exciting. Um, I think we really, really just uh, enjoyed the moment of being able to play music with these people. And, you know, at some point later on, we became friends and had relationships with them. Uh, Earl and Louise Scruggs were always wonderful to us. And, of course, you know, Randy Scruggs participated and produced the uh, Circle 2 and 3 albums. So what more can you say? Uh, a friendship was built and uh, one that lasts to today. And I, 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 I can't... Uh, I can't say enough about what an experience it was for all of us. And if we fast forward to 1989, Will the Circle Be Unbroken, Volume 2, that went on to win the CMA's Album of the Year. More country legends on there as well. Johnny Cash, Ricky Skaggs, Emmylou Harris. John Denver was on there, as well as Bruce Hornsby. Uh, pretty amazing that you came together for that second album, bringing together more great people from the world of country music. What was it like to record Volume 2 of Will the Circle Be Unbroken? Well, Volume 2, um, I think, was a step to include those who were influenced by the same people we were or by the Circle 1 album, as in Bruce Hornsby's case. But... You know, there were a lot of second-generation Circle One kids, so to speak. You know, the Scruggses, uh, Roseanne Cash. We just kind of um, enlarged the family, so to speak, and uh, included the next generation. Do you have memories, Jimmy, of uh, at that time with Johnny Cash in the studio and the recording and just being around him? Well, we had done a tour with him in uh, Europe as well. So, um, you know, we had started to build on that relationship. And, in fact, it really was uh, John that was the the cheerleader for uh, uh, Circle 3. He said, when are you guys going to do another one? You know, um, these uh, relationships as in with the John and June and, and Louise and uh, Earl were – were things that uh, we cherished and relationships that we started in the first circle and continued through all three. And John was always there in some sort of sense and uh, quite a guy. <laughs> really a lot of fun to be around and, and, and always a, uh, a warm spirit in the process. Now, it's 50 years of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band that you are celebrating, celebrations continuing until the end of 2017. Let's just talk about the band's name for a moment. Of course, after 50 years, we know it well. It's got a great sound to it. But back in the beginning, when it's time to name the band that you guys are forming, how did you come up with Nitty Gritty Dirt Band? That's Jeff's fault. It's all his fault. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> well, you know, at one point... We were just the dirt band there for a little bit in the beginning, and, uh, you know, he was thinking that that sounded incomplete, and uh, he had a, a political science teacher at, 
at college that used the term nitty-gritty, and he thought, hey, that really works. So he came back and said, listen, here's what I think, this and this together. And we, yeah, absolutely perfect. Let's fast forward to 1984, a huge album, Plain Dirt Fashion. I loved this album, loved listening to it. So many great songs on it. I Love Only You, High Horse, Cadillac Ranch, of course, the Bruce Springsteen cover. And this, mm-hmm. I believe, was your first number one song. We'll talk about now Long Hard Road, Sharecropper's Dream by the amazing Rodney Crowell. That's a song I could listen to over and over again. It's just such a great story song. Tell me about uh, Long Hard Road. Well, Long Hard Road was the second great song that we got from Rodney Crowell. Of course, American Dream being the first. But we believe that it really sort of typified the, the, the great quality in, in country songwriting. You know, the story was so uh, wonderfully laid out and so easy to see. Uh, it's hard for the listener to miss that picture. And it wasn't lost on us, and and uh, and we love that song. Let's hear that song now from that album, Plain Dirt Fashion. This is Long Hard Road, Sharecropper's Dream, on In the Country. Way back in my memory, there's a scene that I recall Of a little run-down cabin My daddy never promised that our blue moon would turn gold But he lay awake nights wishing that it would When the world was on our radio, hard work was on our minds We lived our day-to-day in plain dirt fashion With old overalls and cotton balls all strapped across your back Man, it's hard to make believe ain't nothing wrong But Mama kept the Bible read And Daddy kept our family fed And somewhere in between I must have grown Cause someday I was dreaming that a song I remember when I stay up late at night When the sun up came, we got up and went In the shadows of a working day, our moonlight hours spent Singing songs along with Grandma's radio Now I'm beating down an old blacktop road Sleeping in a sack Living up my memories all in vain Cause those city lights ain't all that bright Compared to what it's like To see lightning bugs go dancing in the rain Mama played the guitar then And Daddy made the saw blade bend And raindrops played the tin roof like a drum But I just kept on dreaming that a song that I was singing takes me down. 
It's a long, hard road. Yes, I know. It's a long, hard road. And that's the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band with the song Rodney Crowell wrote. It's called Long Hard Road, Sharecropper's Dream. Also from that album, one that I loved as well was I Love Only You, which is uh, got a great message in it, of course. Really well written. What can you tell me about that song, Jimmy? Well, you know, it, it's just uh, one of those songs that seemed just to fit us really well. Uh, that's kind of been our... Um, way of doing things all along is we would find songs from songs that were written by friends or came from the band and we would need to play them and to see how they felt as we did that. And sometimes they weren't right. You know, sometimes it was a bit of a stretch or they were a little too uh, complex for the kind of music we play. And, and, uh, in the case of I Love Only You, it was a great fit. And I like to take life easy, work out in the yard, sleep late on the weekends after an all-night game of cards, and drive in my old Chevy on Sunday afternoon. But I Also on that album, as I mentioned, uh, there were actually a couple of covers, uh, and I enjoyed both of them. One was the Meatloaf song, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad, and Cadillac Ranch, which when you guys do it, there's so much energy, it's nonstop. Tell me about recording that one. Jimmy Ibbotson and uh, Jeff had been playing that in a little uh, once-in-a-while bar duo that they did in Aspen, Colorado, and uh, people loved it. And, of course, they, they love Bruce, and we love Bruce. And did this a little bit differently and, you know, didn't know how the country audience was going to take it. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, that song stayed on the charts in Canada for a long, long time. And it became one of the, uh, I guess, national line dances. As far as we could tell, every place we went, people were playing it and dancing to it. So uh, I figured uh, we had a little success there and we struck a... Such a good point with our audience. Absolutely. That was uh, from 1984's album, Plain Dirt Fashion, which I recommend to anybody out there. A song that you wrote, Jimmy, was called Working Man, Nowhere to Go, which is a great song from the Dirt Band. Uh, tell me about writing that one and the choice to record it and how you felt when that got out there and, you know, that became a hit. Well, that was uh, inspired a lot by my uh, my family and uh my mom's side of the family in South Dakota and uh, and things that were happening at the time of people losing uh, property, losing their livelihoods, and really beginning to realize that our sense of ownership was something other than we realized it was going to be that, uh, you know, the banks own things, the government owned things, and the stuff that we were promised or came to believe that we were promised was not necessarily going to be how it worked out. Um, 
that's been a while to write it, but um, uh, it's something I'm very proud of. And uh, funny thing is, the record company uh, wanted me to rewrite one of the verses. <laughs> I said, absolutely not. You don't get it. <laughs> I said, if you don't want to release this, fine. I don't care. I'm not rewriting the yeah. song. Let's hear that great song now, written by my guest Jimmy Fadden, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, Working Man, Nowhere to Go, here on In the Country.
And that is the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. The song is called Working Man, Nowhere to Go, written by my guest Jimmy Fadden from the Dirt Band. And they are celebrating 50 years of being together as a group, Partners, Brothers, and Friends 2016. And the celebration, as I understand, Jimmy, you're continuing that right through until the end of 2017. I think we're just going to get the most out of it. <laughs> We've come this far. Let's, let's just see how much further we can go. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about those live shows, people coming out to see you guys perform. What will they get? For somebody out there who hasn't been to a nitty-gritty dirt band show, what, what uh, can they expect? Well, you know, I think they ought to ask somebody that has been, then they can get a better perspective. Uh, I'm never out front watching us, but uh, we have a lot of fun. That that basically is what we like to do, you know. Um, we are uh, a band that has always enjoyed playing a, a variety of things. That is kind of what keeps us ticking along. We play bluegrass. We play the hits, we play a little rockabilly, we play a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and, you know, we we try to hit the high points in our career and skip the low points. (laughs) Talk about some of the high points being the Opry and Rhyme and those performances, which are, you know, the place for country music performers to go. What has been your experience and the Dirt Band's experience at the Opry and the Rhyme? Well, we've always enjoyed playing there. That that also includes the recent PBS uh, special that we uh, filmed there. But the uh, intimacy in that room is amazing, and the history that lingers in people's memories that come there, play there, participate, and enjoy just what that history is. Um, it's a special place. It's a special place, and I and I believe that everyone that passes through those doors is well aware of it. And obviously, at a place like that, a place like those two two places, you've had a chance to meet many of your musical heroes, and of course, many of them have gone on to become friends. Can you talk about some of the people over the years you've met at the Opry and the Ryman? Well, I don't know that we necessarily met them there, but we have had a chance to be there with them, you know, and this this most recent uh, opportunity, uh, Sam Bush came and played with us and Jerry Douglas, and, of course, it was great to play there with Jerry Jeff. You know, we've never played there with him. Rodney Crowell, Allison Krause, and Jackson Brown, I don't believe we've ever been on stage with Jackson essentially as a, a band. So um, I would say... Uh, given the opportunity, getting that uh, DVD would kind of give you an idea of what uh, some of those friends are like to perform with. And you can see by the performances, we had a great time. Yeah, let's talk about that DVD. It is a, a deluxe version. It's, of course, as you said, recorded at the Ryman, a CD and a DVD. It's called Circling Back, Celebrating 50 Years. Uh, Vince Gill, Allison Krause, Jackson Brown. Uh, how much fun was that putting together and capturing you know, all those years of great music? Well, I'll tell you what. To be very honest with you, we were really, really tired when it was done. <laughs> <laughs> We had two eight-hour days of rehearsal and then a six-hour day of setup and pre-show rehearsal. And then when we did the show right after that, you can imagine. (laughs) 
It was a lot of fun, but we were really, really tired when it was over. <laughs> as far as the memories go and being there with people like Vince Gill, what was that like? And Vince, I, I was reading a story online where he, you know, he would hear Mr. Bojangles back in the day when he was young and, you know, an inspiration to him. Well, you know, uh, he has a great uh, story that he tells about uh, being in high school and uh, playing the banjo. And Vince, Vince has a, a very colorful uh, background, and, and, and he's great at talking about it, too. And um, there was a band that came through town, and they let him sit in because he could play the banjo, and he knew both angles. And he felt that he was immediately elevated to um, local notoriety, which he said for a kid that uh, felt out of place and um, didn't have much to offer for, you know, as a, a, a great sportsman or something of that sort. A lot of us, you know, grow up like we feel... Um, a little socially inept and um, maybe like we don't always fit in. The opportunity to play music and get in front of people is, is, a, uh, is a magic pill for that. It's the remedy for that um, awkwardness that a lot of us feel. And uh, Vince tells the story. Uh, all about that, and uh, it's it's heartwarming, and you know to be uh, um, credited with uh, you know that change in his life to some degree for his uh, being able to play that song is is large. Yeah, it's an amazing thing that music can do for a performer and a songwriter. Find a place for them where they belong. I think that's an incredible thing that uh, that, that music does for us, and I, you've seen it over the years, obviously, Jimmy. Oh yes, and then, you know, uh, it, it, it's um, transformative. It not only um, gives us as musicians a place to express ourselves, it gives the audience a place to connect to an expression that I think explains things for them in their lives that we don't have suitable explanations for. I know that's mm -hmm. uh, true for me when I listen to music and uh, the songs that I hear that, uh, you know, I relate to. Um, gives me a kind of a place to hang my hat, you know, uh, emotionally. Um, something I, that, I love that you can kind of call home, you know. That's a great way of describing it. And one of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band's great songs is called Home Again in My Heart. I want to play that in just a moment, but let's talk about that song. It's just, uh, it's a beautiful song. What uh, what can you tell me about it? Well, you know, it, it, it is one of those songs that, uh, you know, bring you to that place. And, you know, if we can't be there, we can be there emotionally. And we can be there in memory, and we can be there in heart. So um, it is, again, one of those songs that was a good fit for us. And uh, based upon that, we felt that, you know, it deserved a place on our record. I'm speaking with Jimmy Fadden from the group. Let's hear the song now. This is Home Again in My Heart on In the Country. Town. 
200 people trying to keep me down I've taken all I can I ain't looking back Small town boy in a backyard lot Can't make a living with the luck I got I'm gonna leave it all I ain't looking Nitty-Gritty Dirt Band, a beautiful song called Home Again in My Heart. You can check them out at nittygritty.com, and they are celebrating 50 years this year, 2016, 50 years of nonstop touring and recording music. Well, we've got to talk now about the huge song that everybody knows, whether they're a country fan or not, back in 1987, Fishing in the Dark. My notes here say that it's the longest recurrent country radio song of all time, meaning it's still played, keeps getting played. Tell me about Fishing in the Dark. Did you guys know back in 87 when it was released what the song was going to do? No, but we knew we really enjoyed playing it. <laughs> when, we were, uh, when we were rehearsing that for the studio, 
our um, producer, Josh Leo, said, stop. You can't do this anymore. We've got to save it for tomorrow. <laughs> we got to this one more time. Come on, we're really having fun here. Let's let us do it one more time. Well, you know, the fact of the matter is it's still a great deal of fun, and the audience really enjoys singing along. And, you know, I, I keep – I don't want to go over and over this idea of we're just having fun here, but the fact of the matter is that's the truth. We're just having fun here, and that's one of the vehicles that we've had the most amount of fun with. So I can't see anything wrong with uh, <laughs> let's have some fun. <laughs> it's a good formula, having fun. Yeah. Exactly. And there's been great covers of that song over the years, probably too many to mention, but I, I, I can think of a couple. A Canadian group called Emerson Drive, back around 2004, had a version of it. And Garth Brooks did a version of it as well. Uh, yes, indeed. And I, uh, you know, um, when Jeff Hanna had a birthday party at this uh, Greens Grocery outside of Nashville, it's a great little place for a party. Uh, Kenny Chesney showed up to hang out and sing it around the campfire too. So uh, there's wow. a there's a lot of fans of that song. I think uh, I think Miranda Lambert likes that song. <laughs> um, I imagine there's a few on the list. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's become a country classic. It has. It has. And actually, um, this year, right now, at this very moment uh, the guy that wrote that is playing bass with us on stage is that Jim Photoglow that is in fact Jim Photoglow he and Jeff were wow. having dinner one night and he says man I'd love to come play with you guys sometime and Jeff said well hey why not <laughs> <laughs> so he gets to see the, the uh, fruits of his labor what a wonderful thing to uh, have written that song and, of course, know that uh, it's had all this longevity. The Nitty Gritty Dirt Band has a connection to Rascal Flatts and the big hit song, God Bless the Broken Road. Now, the song, of course, was first recorded by the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, written by Marcus Humman, Bobby Boyd, and Dirt member Jeff Hanna. And, of course, you guys had your version, and then it went on to be a huge hit for Rascal Flatts. We recorded it, actually, on a, an album that we had out called Acoustic, which about five people bought. But it's a very, <laughs> very, very good record. <laughs> it seems like that, but, you know, every night we get a couple of people go, I have that. Uh, it's nice. a great record, and we really love it. It's uh, It's got some really nice songs on it. And Bob Carpenter sang it. So... Um, you know, not a lot of people heard it because uh, they didn't buy our record. And then a few years later, Rascal Flax recorded it, and a lot of people heard it. And, of course, Jeff <laughs> is happy about that because he gets a nice little <laughs> check every quarter. And, uh, yeah. Uh, just yeah, but they did a great job of it. But it's really nice to be able to perform that uh, in, in the original version, well, with Bob singing it. Let's put it that way, because he was the first person who sang the song. Who are some of your influences, Jimmy, growing up, getting into music, getting excited about music? Who were the ones, the artists you were listening to? Well, you know, I'm a harmonica player, so some of the great uh, harmonica players of the past, uh, Sonny Terry, um, Walter Horton, um, Oh, 
see, Little Walter. Um, those would be harmonica people. Uh, gee, Johnny Cash, uh, Flat and Scruggs, um, hmm, Muddy Waters. <laughs> I have a pretty a diverse great. list here. Yeah. Um, you know, I could I could swing over and say Dave Brubeck. Um, I could say Bill Monroe. Um, I could say. Um, let me think. Let me pick somebody here. Lightning Hopkins. Uh, let's see. Woody Guthrie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's more. There's Quite a more list. there. Well, yeah, there's a lot of crap in my attic. <laughs> uh, going back and trying to remember what's there now is becoming difficult. You know, <laughs> there's so much. Uh, it's amazing uh, how Jimmy much Rogers. music can. Yeah. yeah. Amazing how much music um, can shape a person. Uh, yeah, and, um, you know, it, um, it's just this, this idea of a poetic, um, thought set to music as a, um, composition, uh, not unlike a book or a film or a poem Mm -hmm. that inspires you, um, a photograph, a painting, a moment somewhere, uh, you and what you see, uh, all of those things we are so wonderful to have, to experience, and, and to be a part of. This uh, life creative is a wonderful uh, road to travel and share what we have on it. And, uh, you know, we're all kind of travelers together and, and to um, celebrate these things that we each uh, in turn enjoy so much is really, I think, the, the, the best of life. The Nitty Gritty Dirt Band is made up of Jeff Hanna, Bob Carpenter, John McEwen, and of course my guest, Jimmy Fadden, celebrating 50 years of the Dirt Band, and you can see that celebration on a very special DVD, a deluxe version called Circling Back, Celebrating 50 Years. That is going to be available in September with special guests Vince Gill, Allison Krauss, and former Dirt member Jackson Brown. What are some of the songs that we are going to hear? Well, you know, the obvious ones that, you know, with uh, George Jeff Walker playing Bojangles uh, and Rodney Crowell, uh, Long Hard Road, uh, Allison Krauss, Catfish John from the Third Circle record. Just some of the songs that we like playing together and uh, and things you, um, you know, might not have heard in a while and certainly may not have heard forever seen uh, us perform with the people who wrote them. There's a couple of cases in the past where that that happens, but it's not the regular thing. And so this is us getting a chance to enjoy these songs together. That is awesome. Well, Jimmy, it has been such a pleasure having you here on the show. I've been a fan of the Dirt Band for a long time. Uh, As I mentioned to you before we came on the air, Plain Dirt Fashion, one of my favorite albums of any country album. So many great songs on it, including, of course, Long Hard Road, which is one of my favorites. It's been great having you on the show. 
Thank you so much. It's been great. My guest has been Nitty Gritty Dirt Band member Jimmy Fadden. Uh, be sure to check them out, of course, at iTunes, YouTube, and their website, nittygritty.com. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this special edition of In the Country.